Uh, welcome everybody to the Improvement Podcast. This is episode number 17. 17, oh 17 my god. 17 it is. This is where we talk about how to improve everyone's lives, including ours. No? Um, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, it's called Improvement Project. We like to think <laughs> we're improving something. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, today we have a very special guest called Steve Beattie. Steve, how are you doing? I'm excellent. How about you, boys? Not too bad, thanks. Awesome, Not too man. bad. Am I right in thinking you're about, what, 100 miles from now? From us, that about right? It's not that far, boys. Very funny. <laughs> you city boys staying up at the and us real men. We'll stay up in the country. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it can't be. They can't be far off a hundred, though. Surely, it's it's, it's, top it's road, a good fifty miles, fifty-five miles, I think. All right. So, yeah. well, it feels like a hundred when you're driving that road. Oh, it definitely yeah. does. Definitely <laughs> a horrible road to drive. Yes, we are oh, recording this uh, online, actually. Um, we're hoping everything goes well and the connection stays, mm-hmm. which is great. But today we are going to be talking about food. Yeah. We've got a couple of questions about food in general and why we're dis- deciding to talk about it. But before, Dave, you know what the week is for me anyway. Steve, yes. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, um, but the 4th of February, I decided, well, I didn't decide. I kind of got pushed into it by my work, if anything. But I decided to give up the internet for a week. I could, wow. only, I could only use the internet for work purposes. So uh, no social media, no, no personal use? No social media, no personal use, anything. And I've tempted myself many times, but I've actually got this phone. Uh, for those that are listening, it is a classic flip phone. Cost me seven pounds. So cool. It, go, and do that flip, go and do that flip again. I know, that, that's the thing, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh my God, I missed that. That's, that's <laughs> like the equivalent... Of the Volkswagen Golf shutting the door. Yes. <laughs> Remember that advert? Yeah. <laughs> you know it's a golf when it's... Just, yeah, it sounds like a golf, doesn't it? <laughs> I remember that. Advert. I've seen that phone do that as in the Avengers. Oh. When, it, when he flips right. the... When Bruce, he's going to do that again. I'm, I'm going to have a go. Dave's going to have a go. Oh, oh, oh that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it is so satisfying to hang up a call like that. It's unreal. I know. Unreal. See ya. Boom. So all this, all this phone really does is text and make phone calls. And I'll tell you, texting takes forever because it's the old classic, you know, you've got to push the button several times to get a letter. Mm. Oh, that was a skill, boys. It was a skill. So, so has that encouraged you to have more conversations because it's yeah. actually more of a pain in the ass to text? Yes. Yeah, it's actually, I've, the first text I ever sent with it, it came through as complete nonsense because I was just texting as I would normally text on a normal keypad nowadays. Um, so it came through as nonsense. And then the second text took me at least 10 minutes to write, even though it was like seven words. So that was good. Um, so I said, I said from there, I'll just phone people. It's much easier just to phone them and just ask what yeah. they want. Maybe that's <laughs> what we need to do with technology now. Make it harder for ourselves. Well, that's an interesting point. So we point. actually yeah. have more conversations again. <laughs> you well, know, think goes well, like when you, you've got your phone, yeah, and people are texting, Messenger, WhatsApp, mm-hmm. whatever you're on. Somebody phones you and you're like, what do you do what? with us? What are you doing? Text me. <laughs> we don't like we don't like speaking to other people. Archaic technology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I like I give it. I started um, on Monday at twelve o'clock, the fourth of February. I'm going to finish on uh, the eleventh, Monday eleventh at twelve o'clock as well. So an entire week without internet, and I've got to say, I'm having ups and downs with it. I'm kind of in love with the idea of not having it. Mm. Okay. But it, it, at certain points, I wish I had made certain allowances. To myself yeah. for example i wish i could use things like google maps uh, because i was going somewhere yesterday and i had no idea how to get there 
and I had to rely on street signs and basically local knowledge of the general area. Yeah. Took me a little didn't bit have to ask a stranger. I didn't have to ask oh. a stranger. I was quite glad. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> even, even things like internet banking. So I had a yeah. profound moment at about half past 11 last night realizing what I didn't like about the internet. And it was social media and online shopping. The fact that there is completely endless content that you do not pay attention to, mm. and you just keep scrolling it. Uh, the online shopping aspect, it's far too easy to spend money. And lastly is the news. It is not news. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, I haven't watched the news for, oh, honest, people, the amount of people are like, oh my God, did you hear about such and such in Sri Lanka or America? Or did you see that? with the, the, I'm like, no. Yeah, I haven't same. listened or watched the news pretty much after I came home from Iraq. Because um, I realized while I was there and I was watching CNN or Sky News, I'm like, what a load of rubbish. That is not what's happening here. And then when I came home and I'm like, this is so disconnected from what's really happening. And I just thought, do you know what? Because I used to say, I like to be informed. I like to know. Yeah. It's just rubbish. There's some interesting stuff about the news and the media in a book called Factfulness that I listened to recently. And um, I think I mentioned this on one of our episodes recently. Yep. Yep. And the author talks about how we've all, as human beings, we've got this dramatic instinct. So we've got a tendency to be attracted to drama um, as a means of either entertainment or, um, I'm not sure what other means. Actually. Well, I think we just like but, to judge people. Well, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Well, I, unfairly, yeah, a lot of people do. Yep. Um, but. Yep. Because the the media industry has built up, they you know people in the media industry they they are all trying to do the right thing, um, but because of the nature of the industry, because it's a profit generating industry, mm-hmm. they have to veer towards our own dramatic instincts to sell their product in order to keep themselves employed and to keep you know, roofs over the head, careers and so on and so on. They've got, you know, all their needs need to be met on a personal level. And, yeah. you know, so they're, they're coming at it from, from a good place. But it's just meant that it's encouraged, um, well, negative behaviors in a way. Kind of, yeah. Um, they're, 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 um, they're kind of motivated by the wrong reasons. Yeah, like. exactly. Yeah. And, and the author, he, he speaks about, you know, it's, it's not actually fair to judge the media industry for doing what it does because actually it do, it's doing what it's doing for yeah. a reason. But what he's saying is to encourage, because the whole book is, is encouraging people to have a fact-based knowledge base. Mm-hmm. And to essentially, yeah, be aware of perhaps what's going on in the news and the media, but to actually question it and perhaps look a bit deeper because, you know, the overall story is probably highlighting some sort of very specific dramatic event, but it's actually not representative of society because our view of the world is kind of skewed because we're not actually seeking out facts. We're instead just seeing what we see in the media which is just a very small part and i remember gary v spoke about this as well that inherently you know as a human as a race we're good and you know bad things only happen to a very 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 small proportion of people it's just that because of the nature of the media that's what we see so then that's what we believe 
Yeah. We got very intense very quickly. Uh, boom! We? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry, boys. You're making me hungry. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one thing, though. Um, going back to this new internet thing, is it made me realize how much I'm missing out on. Mm. Uh, I was at a comedy gig last night, uh, Nish Kumar. Um, for those that don't know, I'll put a link into his stuff because I find him really quite funny. He's awesome. Um, but yeah, he was at the, the Aberdeen Music Hall last night and, and he mentioned something very briefly in passing that everyone laughed at and it went completely over my head because I had no idea what he was talking about. Um, he was talking about people who has played Jesus in movies. And he, okay. Yeah, I know. It's a whole bit. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> um, but he came to Liam Neeson and Liam, Ooh, and then every, everyone did that. Ooh, like that. And I'm like, because he said, we all know what happened to Liam Neeson this week. I went, no, I don't. What happened? Somebody put me out of my misery and tell me what happened to him. Well, it's, it's interesting because he, um, he basically admitted to having, uh, I think it was a friend of his. Yeah, years ago. Years and years ago, who'd okay. been attacked by, um, by a black guy. And he basically wanted to get rich. I, mean, I think it was, it was a long time ago, wasn't it? He, yeah, he it was, was a bit of a dark story, but it got twisted a little bit out of context, yeah. I think. Okay. Um, but to be fair... You, the thing is, right, you, you can say so many things online. The problem I have said to people, you can say anything you want. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is once it's out there, even if it's good intent or whatever, yeah. you don't own the context anymore. Yeah, yeah. people will twist it and bend it. Yeah, the content that you want out in the context that you, the intent, what you wanted it to deliver, is one thing to communicate. Because I'd, a lot of people say, oh, you're a public speaker or you're, a, you're right or you talk and you do this stuff. I'm like, I'm a communicator. Mm. Of course, I like to communicate things, and I work quite hard to deliver a message. But even trying to say something clear might not be yeah. received the way I wanted it because the context of where what mood that person's in, or did they just have a really bad week, yeah. you know, and what's going on internally, and it's it's hard, hard. So when the news picks something up and they go wham, you help poor guys sit at home going, that's not what I said. Yeah. yeah, it's not really what I was thinking or feeling, mm-hmm. but it's out now. Yeah, exactly. You can't take it back now, can you? Take yeah. it back. So it's, yeah. Uh, in fairness, the the little I saw about it, there was a mm-hmm. lot of people coming out in support of him. You know, saying that you know at least the guy's been honest about this, and it's and it's it's kind of bringing you know an issue like this to the surface, but sure. in a in a good way. Yeah. Uh, Hundred percent. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know anything about the story beyond yeah. that. I've I've no idea about it to be honest. That, that was the first time I'd heard it, and it was literally a three second just bypass comment, mm. and no one thought to explain it to me because they had no idea. <laughs> yeah, and I bet everyone was like, "You don't know." Yeah, basically, that, that's that's kind of the 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 point of it was. That's kind of the society we're living in right now. Is if you don't know something, people judge you for not knowing it because it's out there everywhere, mm. and if you choose yeah. to stay away from it, people. People are like, what are you talking about you don't know yeah. you know it's pretty horrendous that you don't know keep up but yeah that, so that, that's something that I've realized about uh, no internet is you have to actually go out there and search for stuff that you want to listen to mm-hmm. not bombarded by crap basically yeah oh there's hmm. so much out there to choose from that's um, it's weird because I I haven't read as much as I used to read mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot more I mean I'm reading um, a good book a friend gave it to me I've read it before it's called uh, the Way of the Superior Man. I read it years ago. Um, it's by a guy called David Deida. It's a really good book, but um, and it's really easy to read. Mm-hmm. But um, I, when I'm reading, it, I yeah, I can't do anything else. Yeah, I can't do anything else. 
they stop laughing at me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to do audiobooks because I can walk, run, do housework, yeah. other activities. Yeah. Um, and this is uh, something I'm really curious um, to kind of, for me anyway, and I know you guys are too, audio is big. Audio is a big shift. It's the, I think audio is the game changer for the future. Yeah. Yeah. No, more, I agree. More so than video. Yeah, definitely. Well, like you say, you can do it with other things. You know? Yeah. You can multitask, you know, mm-hmm. you can, you can screw up three things instead of one at a time. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, Cause we were speaking about it last week about, um, well, the, the term dead time, but, but actually I don't like it yeah. because I think it doesn't really represent what you can do with that time. So we were calling it a live time instead. Um, Cause I did a couple of posts on LinkedIn about, you know, using time in the car, either using it to educate yourself, you know, yeah. listen to audiobooks or, um, or podcasts, or even just shut any noise down and just think, um, give yourself that space to think and not quite meditate because yeah. you need to be concentrating on the road and be present in that driving space. But, you know, just giving your, Mm-hmm. your brain a chance to relax a little bit yeah. yeah all this talk of technology boys we're talking about food aren't we i, was thinking I, know, I know i know i had a, a note on that one thinking about toast i want all toast. right <laughs> so we're now 13 minutes in and we've not mentioned food once since we since we said that's the topic well we've actually we've been on a diet let's come off the diet and let's go on to the, the cheat day what a way of thinking about it nice what a way of thinking yeah so uh, going back to we are going to be talking about food today uh, and I've got a couple of questions, as always. Mm. Um, Dave is classically unprepared, yeah, but it's fine. You just I bring the answers, my thoughts. Yeah, you just speak <laughs> off the cuff. Um, so basically, the first question we've got is why we've discussed and decided to discuss food anyway. Mm. That's a tough question to answer because if you look at the previous topics we've discussed, mm-hmm. they're all very intense and very deep and meaningful conversations. And now we're talking about food, mm. which on the surface of it doesn't seem that way. Oh, no, it's deep. But it is, isn't mm. it? It is. Yeah, I, I would put it right up there with money. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Money, okay. money and food, man, it's two of the biggest driving factors in people's lives. Well, we yeah. all need food, don't we? Oh, yeah. Well, we need it, but people are digging their own graves with their teeth. Hmm. That's an interesting quote. Hold on. Yeah, digging <laughs> their own graves with their teeth. Okay, okay, you... Explain. Put in, yeah, put that into context for us, actually. That's quite an interesting conversation we could have. We, right, for the last few years, I've been, I've really always looked after myself. Mm-hmm. Um, as a kid, all I ever did was, I was awake running. I had a paper job, and then I was running to school, mucking about playing football. It's every single thing, and you were probably the same, lads, before mm-hmm. technology, you know, really got a grip of people mm-hmm. and demanded so much of our time. It was playing football with an empty bottle of cola or a Coke can or anything to just be a kid. Um, And then it was straight into the army. I used to run from a school. Everything was movement. Mm -hmm. You could eat anything you wanted because you were using up more energy than you consumed. It's the only formula for losing weight. There is no formula, all these fads, and there is no secret gimmick. It's just use up more energy than you are eating. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you're eating, really, you will lose weight. Yeah, I mean, but, the simplest answer is always the, the best, isn't it? Yeah. Right it's a powerful quote, that. I love that one. And, um, but as we got older, we slowed down. Mm-hmm. When I left the army, I slowed down rapidly. I wasn't a soldier anymore, and I got a driving job. So I was sitting on my ass 
eight hours a day. And that's just the truth of it. Yeah. And I was, I didn't realize how my body wasn't enjoying the process of slowing down. So I was eating more. Mm. I knew I was, I'm not kidding boys. I was 18.6 stone. Jeez. Wow. Really, right. really unfit and unhealthy. And I was like, I was hitting depression and PTSD and I was having a really bad time, but mm-hmm. food just became this sort of nourishment to make me feel better. And yeah. food kickstarts the dopamine in our bodies. It kickstarts the, the chemical um, ignitions in our brain and we form new habits. And before we know it, we eat to change how we feel. It wouldn't have been healthy food either, was it? No, we're talking biscuits, yeah. ice cream, pies. You know, I'm, food, basically. I'm talking like pies in a bun. Yeah. So, <laughs> that, that's, that's quality, actually. I know. Um, it's such carbs a nice thing. Carbs. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've heard that, and people tell me that's the finest thing in the world. It's the most delicious thing ever, a pie in a bun. Um, yeah. I'm going to see if we can link a picture to it, because a lot of people that we're talking about won't have it. <laughs> We're, we're talking to you, won't have any idea. Yeah, we're, we're going from a whole new level of deep fried <laughs> Mars bars to the next step. We're yeah. dragging it right down. Oh. From what we know, we've got some listeners in America and um, Canada and things like that, and they won't have any idea what we're talking about. Nope. So we'll apologize for that, but I mean, you've got to try it. <laughs> you know? It's, you it's know, not... they only just released sausage rolls two years ago in New York. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Like a big, big. Jeez, yeah, but gap in the market. Gap in the market. Oh. They are all, they're all about the bagels, though, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, am I being stereotypical there? I don't know. No, that's okay. About bagels. <laughs> they're dealing with Liam Neeson. Don't worry. We've got- <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> that, Steve, when was it you, you came out of the army? It was 2000, 2006. I came out sort of okay. October, November 2004. Okay. And you were, you were in Iraq, weren't you? Yeah, I did two tours of Iraq. Two tours in Iraq, Jesus. There wasn't very good food out there, I'll tell you that. No, I can imagine. I know. And Bosnia as well? No, Kosovo. Kosovo, sorry. Kosovo, that's right. yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's quite intense. We could, we could just speak about that all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I've got a bit of a food story in Kosovo. Oh, yes. Go for it. Link it back. Um, so we were, it was my, was it my, it was my first tour, because I've done four operational tours. My first ever tour of duty was uh, May... 1999 we went over to um uh, well it was macedonia first and then we went over the border mm. um when the war kicked off but we were attached to uh, an italian special forces garibaldi brigade and we were on a hillside and we didn't have a lot of food all they provided was pasta three times a day it was a chocolate you know you get a croissant right croissant <laughs> well they have them dipped in chocolate the whole thing dipped in chocolate so good. That's yeah. breakfast. That's yeah. all they had for breakfast. I thought you were going to say that all they had was biscuits. Yeah, that would have been good. Oh, Garibaldi yeah. brigade. Garibaldi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's sitting there going, can't wait for the story. I'm so hungry. <laughs> You've got straight Tesco's, aren't you, after this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I, um, but lunch and supper was pasta. Pasta and onion, pasta and cabbage, pasta yeah. and tuna. And it was always given with like a carton of Ribena type shape, but it was red or white wine. Mm, right, we, okay. would, we would keep the wine and store it. Nice. It, and we would drink it and get absolutely shit-faced on tour. <laughs> War zone. This is what soldiers did. Yeah, we used to play sure. games. So we had red wine and white wine, and red and white wine, and we would play drafts, you know, checkers. Oh, oh brilliant idea. Fill up pint cups. You know the plastic pint cups? Yeah. Away, we'd fill up one side with white and the other side with red, 
and we'd play each other and you had to down the, the whole pint if you lost <laughs> Amazing. it. Amazing. It was crazy. Yeah. But this pasta, it was pasta for three months. Honestly, it was, you know, when you, you've just been saturated with one type of food. Mm. And I said to the chef, I said, scusi, scusi. I says, and he's like, see what? Oh. I said, meat. I need a steak. I need yeah. pork. I need some type of British edible meat type <laughs> substance. And he's like, you know, he said something in Italian, like, ah, oh, see, see, I, I see. <laughs> Four days later, he's like, ah, oh, come, come, my friend, come. And he had this steak look at me. I was like, oh my God. And I was eating away. And I'm like, this is quite chew. This is quite chew. This is, mm. what is this? And he went, ah, there's a, a wolf, wolf. I went, what? Oh no, oh, my God. Pooch, you know, a dog. I'm eating dog. And he's like, oh no. I was eating a whippet. Oh, oh no! No! Oh, my mind just immediately felt bad for a girl in my office who has a whippet. <laughs> oh no! I didn't know. I didn't know. But in all honesty, I finished that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Three months, boys. Three months. You know, I know oh, there's God. a lot of people out there. Vegans are gonna hate me, but the truth is, when you've been off on tour for three months. Survival. Okay, yeah. You're hungry, boys. You're hungry. Pasta's not enough for a Scotsman. I'm telling you that. <laughs> did it? Did it give you an extra yard of pace in the field? Oh my god, that is brilliant. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit of a sorry. tail waggling going on. A lot. Of... Oh, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> oh, we should all take that's, a... that's a true story, boys. True that story. is horrendous. Wow. We'll all, we'll all that's, take that's a, a good question. What is the most interesting or worst thing you've ever eaten in terms of meat? I think I think it's rat. Rat. Yeah, I think wow. rat is the most interesting or weird one I've I've eaten. Mm. Where did you have rat? Here, actually, weirdly. What? Union yeah, Street. Who's that... <laughs> <laughs> selling rat in Union Street, boys? It's <laughs> actually um one of the you know the you know um international markets. Really? Genuinely. So what? They... Yeah, it was a few years ago now, like, and I haven't, I haven't seen them since. But yeah. He wasn't he wasn't speaking Italian, was he? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, no, but I, th I think that yeah, that's probably the weirdest one I, I, I've eaten. Mm. Uh, maggots as well, you know. But maggots. Yeah, but that's not that's that's a um, what would you call it? Um, it's high protein. Yeah, it's it's mm, high, it's high, yeah. high protein, but it's it's considered um, a delicacy. A delicacy. That was the word. I was blanking mm -hmm. that there. Yeah, a delicacy in some cultures. Mm -hmm. So you know, I don't think it's weird. It's weird for us because we're not used to it. But yeah, I think dog really takes it. Mm -hmm. I don't think I get. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a total different because obviously we associate dogs with you know. Yes. Yeah. Family, really, not pets. Yeah. Family, you know, family dog, family pet. But you know, it wasn't through choice. Yeah, I'll take. Yeah. We'll take a minute to apologise to Tanya. And <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone in the animal loving world. I do love animals. I've had many dogs that I care and love. <laughs> wow. Go on then, Dave. What, what's your um, answer on that I'm one? That's an interesting think, question, actually. Um. I mean, I quite possibly ate some interesting stuff when I was in Japan and just probably mm. didn't know what it was. Um, yeah, you kind of block that out of your mind, do you? you think, well, oh, no, it's definitely not. chicken. No, the food in Japan is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I, I've eaten some bison. In, oh, I think it was bison okay. in Canada, some caribou. Yeah. Um, interesting. Is it, is it like steak? Is it nice? Yeah. Oh, so good. Is there a big animal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. both of them, caribou and bison, enormous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely enormous. Did you, did you not? Oh, just caribou, is that not a 
Canadian yeah. moose. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. basically. I'm, 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 sorry, I'm just I mean, thinking of a moose, you know. Yes, it's huge. Yeah, enormous. We drove past a few. Must be the side of the road. I was like, oh my god, that is unbelievably massive. It must be about eight feet tall. Oh, at least because yeah. the horns, the horns, yeah, the are horns, just are, uh, yeah, the scale eight of the creep. I think, I think at least eight. Feet, oh, I would say, yeah, massive. Yeah, <laughs> very big. Yeah, very, very big. Yeah, I would, um, I would say so. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I've. I mean, as far as disgusting things go, my own bogeys. Um, okay. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was, that was, you know, the most disgusting thing I can think of. Um, I, tried, you know, I tried. Um, I tried frogs like when I was in Paris. Weirdly, mm-hmm. they were really nice. Mm-hmm. And you know how people say that they taste like chicken? That's yeah. true. That is a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so cliche of it, but genuinely, the only thing, the only thing about it is you have to have like loads of them because they're so little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get nothing on them. So oh, I had. Um, I was at the Springs in Banff. Oh God, two weeks ago. Mm. And, uh, it was just for a lunch with a friend, and he, as a starter, he got pigeon. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, I actually, yes. I've never tried it because my. I mean, not where we live. We call a pigeon a do. Okay. And, um, so my dad was one of Scotland's biggest, um, well, he still is one of Scotland's biggest, most um, accomplished pigeon racers and um, what you call, breeders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he sold them all over the world. So but to me, I was a, I couldn't do it. I didn't want yeah. to eat. Couldn't do the do. You could eat dog. I couldn't do the do. Got it, and he's like, "Do you want to taste it?" And I went, "Do you know what? Yeah." It was bloody good. <laughs> yeah, it was just as, it was like uh, it was almost a chicken duck. It's gamey. More game, yeah. More duck. I don't like pheasant. I don't sure. like that. It, well, I would get it again. Hmm. Uh, that's quite interesting, I say, because I wouldn't even think to try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I would never have ordered it ever in my life. And the fact that he just offered a little sample, I thought, yeah, why not? Yeah, it was more for the fact because he would have called me, you know. A big Jesse, if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, no, no, oh, you big Jesse, you know that type of friendship yeah, of course. thing. Of course, yeah, yeah. I'll have a go with this. I'm preparing myself <laughs> for the, the onslaught of horrible aromas, but no, I was surprised it was good. No, it's it's quite interesting actually. Mm-hmm. Now I want to go. I want to uh, quick quickly move on to a, a different um, question because you raised the point earlier actually, and didn't want to dive into it just so quickly because mm-hmm. it could be quite controversial. Okay. Now, um, in the UK, we have what's known as a sugar tax now, don't we? Do we? Oh, I yeah. heard something about this. So, yeah. so, so I know that Jamie Oliver was sort of championing. Yeah, I mean, it's good place, of a chef. I know if it is. He's ruined a lot of meals for kids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, we have we have we have somewhat of a sugar tax. So things that are high in sugar cost more, mm. right? So, for example, yeah. a diet coke will cost less than a normal coke. Mm-hmm. Just because of the sugar content in it, and that is even though it's carcinogenic. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's a commodity, isn't it? It's floated in the exactly. market exchange. Yeah, yeah. Now, the reason for it being uh, the the sugar tax being imposed is to prevent childhood obesity. Mm-hmm. Complete bullshit. If I'm honest, I think it's just another way to earn money. But of course, it's another because, way to earn money. Exactly, because we were saying that kids nowadays they're more obese than they ever have been and it is due to the sugar and the levels of sugar in products mm. now i remember being a kid and having an enormous amount of sugar mm. and i was never unhealthy oh. but it was because you raised the point actually that that we want to dive into it, it my my opinion technology has done it not sugar 
Yeah, you you mentioned you were always out when you were a kid. You were always out running about, being active, playing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kids these days really aren't doing that. No. With the, Do you know whose fault it is? Yeah. Go for it. Parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, I mean, almost almost all of it can be brought back down to bad parenting. It that's, is. That's quite that's controversial, a, but I think it's true. It's controversial and it's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. And I will openly admit I had to check myself. Mm. And I... And um, when I got over my PTSD, my, my issues after the army, I was, and I'm going to go into the, why this is a good answer. Go for it. Because I was blaming everyone else, blaming the army, my family, my situation, lack of money, whatever. Everything was, un- it's all you, it's all you. Until the day I finally realized nobody was going to fix this. No shrink, no psychiatrist, doctor, medicine, pill, nothing. No course I could ever take until one day I chose, made that decision this is yours. You have to own this problem completely. Mm-hmm. Down to the point, I got right down to the day I remember I was eight years old, I decided I was going to be a soldier. I remember it and I write it in my book and I've told this story on stage. Um, that was there. I have to own right back to there that it's my fault. Because if I hadn't made that choice, I might not have had that situation. Mm-hmm. So that's complete ownership of this. So then it's all on me. Whatever success I have after that is mine. Mm. Now, when I'm being a parent and I'm being a father and um, I'm wanting half an hour to myself, oh, you can, Dad, can I play my PlayStation? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah. That's my fault. Because I could quite easily say, you know what, son? I've had a really busy day. I'm tired. I'm pretty knackered. My body's a bit achy. I want to sit down. But let's go for a quick 20-minute walk and tell me about your day. Come on, we'll go out for a walk, son, or we'll mm-hmm. go out on the bikes, or we'll, you know, just simple little things about taking ownership. Um, if you, I've actually got a video of this. My son came into the living room. He was in the kitchen. He came in holding up a chalk ice, and he said, Dad, can I get one of these? And it was just a cheap Tesco volume. Dad, can I get a chalk ice? I went, yeah, run down to the bottom of the hill and back. <laughs> what a on video. On video, and he did it. He sprinted down, and he sprinted up. And I gave him the chalk ice. Awesome. Three minutes of his day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's a pretty good decision. I think we should clarify what a chalk ice is very quickly because I've not heard of them in at least 10 years. It's <laughs> 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 just an ice cream block with a very thin amount of chocolate surrounding it, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, nothing superb, but you, yeah, you made, you made the right decision there. I think I think it's a brilliant idea. Well, I think it's just a little thing, you know? Yeah. I think what 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 you said there is awesome because it's you know we our kids are a reflection of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if we're not active, if we're filling our cupboards and our fridges with shite, yeah, and you know, and that's what we're consuming, then our kids are going to do that. And and you know, I do not like judging anybody. But I am remembering being in a supermarket the other week and seeing uh, a, a family. Um, it was a, a father and mother who were very, wow. very overweight. I mean, the father was, I would say, he would be clinically obese. Yeah. And okay. I, was, I was picking up some, some snacks, some treats, some chocolate and stuff um, from the sort of sweetie aisle. My wife being pregnant, so um, she's at least <laughs> got a pass. Um, yeah. But I, I just noticed, I mean, I couldn't help it because, I mean, the size of them anyway. But 
I just noticed some of the stuff that they were putting in that trial. And he had a little boy who was probably about, about nine. Mm. And he was, he actually, he was a little bit chubby, but a little bit, but not, you know, not too much. But I just couldn't help thinking, geez, what example are you set into yeah. this kid? Like, you know, yeah. when, as he gets older, you know, the st- yeah. they just rammed their trolley full of rubbish. Nothing, yeah, it's got nothing to do with body image. Nothing. Mm. Nothing to do with are you accepted in society. It's got to do with heart disease, lung no. disease, tissue damage, knee cartilage, mm-hmm. you know. And I didn't know this. And I don't know if you know it, but I did not know this until about maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. I had associated when I got, I mean, I've got a little bit extra weight just now. I've not been as busy, but I got back at the boxing with my son. I went with him. Mm-hmm. I didn't stand awesome. and just watch him. I went with him yeah. and um, much to his delight in the sweat that I left on the floor. <laughs> when uh, I didn't know that fat deposits, I used to think they just sit on your ass or on your side. Mm-hmm. No, it actually covers your organs. Yeah. The fat goes over your intestines it goes inside your mm. heart on your heart it felt i didn't know this that made me quite it made me kind of like oh this is horrible the fact that i've maybe got fat cells stored around my vital organs mm, and yeah. i'm like no wonder when men in scotland are 50 55 they're having serious problems mm-hmm. we I, I don't know about you i think you guys are the same i'd like to live into my 90s at mm. least minimum at least Wow. Yeah. I, I, I'm the same because you know, our generation now where we're having, we're getting married later. We're having kids later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, life expectancy is, is that much higher that I would still hope, you know, despite the fact that, you know, I became a father at 35, which is the norm within my mm-hmm. kind of yep. friends group. Um, you know, that means that, you know, if, if my daughter, my children go, down a sort of similar path they have kids you know perhaps late 20s 30s you know i'm not going to be a grandfather potentially until i'm into my 60s mm-hmm. um yeah. so and then you know the opportunity or the chance that i might even see great grandkids is probably slim because i've got to really look after myself and hope that sure. you know life deals me a card that says yeah i'll be able to live well into 80s 90s or whatever um but yeah the chances are better than they've ever been. Um, but yeah, man, I, I would love to be able to live that far. I mean, can you imagine what the world's going to be like in 60 years? No. Or 50 no, or 60 I years? Genuinely, I can't. You know, the, the, the rate of change that we've experienced, even in our lifetimes, you know, what's yeah. now going to be possible in that time frame? I think it's fascinating. Flying cars will not be a thing. I don't think so. Flying cars. <laughs> 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 You think we're going to get that pizza from Back to the Future too when they put it in the microwave? And it's... <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. Maybe. But no, no, you, you, you do bring up the the, the kind of the point that we're, we're trying to raise. It's not about body image. It's more about mm-hmm. looking after yourself and what food can actually do for you instead of just because we we've grown up in a generation where a gastric band is a thing. Yeah, and that, de- that depresses me, if I'm honest, because people, instead of taking ownership like you're talking about, they'll just think, well, I can do this, make bad decisions, and then get it fixed by someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Look, it, it's fucking hard. Of course it's hard. It's fucking hard work. When you grow older and you get older and your metabolism, sl- look, your metabolism slows down because you fucking slowed down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to kickstart it, 
like I for this week I mentioned down there that I was doing the cold showers. Yeah. Uh, it's really horrible. I hate it. Yeah. And I that's really a cold shower it. with no hot water at all. Zero hot water, higher pressure, and it's I can only last right now. I'm getting to about twenty-five to thirty seconds. That's me. I'm maxed. I right. physically, I just I, I pull myself out. Yeah. Um. But and it's winter time. It's Scotland. <laughs> it's really cold. It's <laughs> bloody cold. You know, it ain't as cold as Canada or Chicago, but yeah. it's cold. Nope. But um, I do it, and it kickstarts my body. Um, what I'm doing then, I got this off a podcast. I think it was um, wasn't Ryan Levesque. It was somebody else. I'll find it. I'll get the link. Um, but it's um, warm, not warm water, uh, room temperature water, like half a glass. Uh-huh. A glass. Um, I've got this pink salt. Let me show you guys. I've got this pink salt that I got off. If you can see it. Um, it's just cool. pink. I've heard about this. And um, all it says, it's Himalayan pink salt. And you put a little pinch, well, a little pinch into the water. You mix it and you drink it. A little pinch. Because it's salt. It's not as coarse no. or as nasty as normal salt, but this is just a little pinch because your body needs minerals. Mm. Salt so is a natural occurring mineral. We have so salt. Good. We put salt in our food. So the idea of putting a little pinch in water, you would not believe the benefits for you. Um, also, later on in the day, a little cap of apple cider vinegar in some water. These simple little things are helping to... Give that body a little immunity boost because gut health is everything. Mm-hmm. You can have six packs and be really fucking unhealthy. Of course you can. Yeah. So what's well, so with the salt in the water? Is that yeah. something? Is that part of like a morning routine? Then you you have a glass of yeah. water with a bit of salt in. Yeah. Well, um, it started off um, like most people. I'd get up and the kettle would go on, and I'd have my yeah. huge infusion of the highest. <laughs> you know, coffee, Colombian, I could get. You know, mm. that was me kickstarting that body. But what that is, it's there's nothing wrong with coffee, but it's an addictive source. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still enjoy coffee in the morning, but I like to have ownership. So my first thing is hydrate myself, get some fluid, mm. not freezing cold, just lukewarm, room temperature water, tiny pinch of salt. Um, and I really do mean a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do that every day. Um, just and another thing, people are doing this. I have to drink twelve bottles of water a day. Man, you don't. You don't need that much water. You don't, you don't need to go crazy. Yeah, I, I was told that it's what a liter for every thirty kilos of body weight you have. I mean, who the fuck came up with that? But, I don't know. That was <laughs> well, just that, the latest thing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, was that, told. that that brings up my issue because I've been given a water ball, um, this one here, and it's I think it's it's seven fifty milliliters and. Yeah. I've I've been asked to drink as many of those as I can, maybe two or three a day, um, and I, I I generally get through two. I don't know if I always get through three, yeah. but you're asking who came up with this idea. Now that brings us to the point of calories a day. You you got to have two and a half thousand calories a day. You've got to walk ten thousand steps a day. That to me seems too much of a round number mm-hmm. to actually be accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I think, just to interject here, I think we're going to have a good bit longer to talk here. So mm, I agree. We'll, yeah. We're not going to stop it, but use this as a moment to yeah. pause and we'll turn this into a two-part. I agree. Oh. I agree, a two-part? Yeah. Wonderful. All right. So we will 
we will end part one now, shall we? Yeah. Right. <laughs> keep them on their toes. Yes. Right, so, we'll, <laughs> so we'll keep everyone on, on edge for the next part. What they're of... really doing, people, is they've got pizza in the oven with chips, mayonnaise, and they're going to have to have a sneaky meal. Come on. <laughs> smell it through the internet. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if only. If only. But yes, we, we shall end it there um, for now and wait till part two to discuss the, the remainder of food episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a couple other questions to ask. So part two is going to be pretty interesting for me personally, but maybe for you as well. Dave. Definitely. Who knows? Who knows? All right. So for now, uh, for now, Steve and Dave, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, and we will pick this up and release that next episode next week. Yes. Thanks for listening.